Hi, thank you for checking out Grief and Frozen Lasagnas. I'm your host, Veronica Day. This podcast is devoted to talking openly about grief and how to help someone who's grieving. Okay, disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals nor grief experts. We are just real people who've experienced grief and want to share what helped and what didn't. So technically, we're on a break. Not a Ross and Rachel break, but a summer break. I want to share a few things that might help when you've lost a person or a pet. I guess you can call it like a to-do list. I've mentioned some of the things before, but thought it might help just to repeat it. So we had to put my sweet little 10-year-old cat to sleep on Tuesday. I knew it was coming, but it still just rips my freaking heart out. I won't go into all the details, but we're going to take him on Tuesday for his oncology appointment, and we're going to hear about the chemo treatment plan. But he started going downhill on Sunday. By the time we got to the appointment, we ended up having to make the very difficult decision to say goodbye, to let him go. I know it was the right thing to do, but man, it breaks my heart. It's only been two days, and I keep expecting to see him, you know, out of the corner of my eye, all curled up on the sofa, and then he's not there. So all this got me thinking about the stuff you have to do when a pet or a loved one dies. Okay, that sounds weird, because my pet is my loved one. (laughs) But here's a starter list of all the other random crap that you might have to take care of, but you may overlook it because of all the other bazillion things you have to handle when something bad happens. This is where delegating comes in handy, or offering to help if you're their friend. I've listed all this mostly from the griever's point of view, and in no particular order. So here we go. Canceling any online medications. This is a difficult time, and You don't want to have to pay for things you won't use, especially if money is tight or accounts are tied up. Actually canceling all mail order stuff like magazines, check their Amazon accounts and other subscriptions. I guess magazines and stuff can be donated to the local library. Just make sure you remove the address label. It can just be really hard in the coming weeks when when you've managed not to cry for one day And then you go check the mail, and there it is, a box with their name on it. Check the dry cleaners for anything they might have dropped off. Yeah, this may seem low on the priority list, but if there's a special shirt or something that you want to hold on to, it's best to check on that within the first 30 days, since that's typically the length of time dry cleaners will hold your stuff. You're probably thinking, well, they'll call me, right? Maybe. And maybe they'll contact the deceased and leave a message. And you won't get that message. Canceling all doctor's appointments and letting them know what happened. This is where a friend could really help you out. Oh, and of course, canceling their credit cards. Although you might want to hold off on canceling bank accounts right away. I hate to say this, but there's some pretty shifty shady people out there. And they might want to prey on your loved one's accounts. Especially if there's a death announcement in the paper or online. Speaking of shifty, shady folks, maybe you don't give away too much information in those announcements. Ask someone to sit at your house while the funeral is happening. Some assholes might think that's a good time to rob your house since they know that you won't be there. Another shifty, shady type 
is the person who might try to take advantage of you, either financially or physically. They know that you're vulnerable, maybe lonely. So they come at you as an investor, or as a friend who needs a loan, or even as a romantic interest. I remember at my first widow support group meeting, they cautioned us newbies to be careful of that last one. Sometime this shifty shady type will just try to get you into bed. For real. I know this might be hard to hear, but it needs to be said. Before you delete their emails, their cell phone accounts, go ahead and grab any emails, voicemails, greetings, contacts, photos, and send them to yourself. Contact the Social Security Office, Department of Motor Vehicles, that kind of stuff. Remember if they had a car, then they will probably eventually have to pay the annual tag stuff. Put this date on your calendar so it won't sneak up on you. If they had a subway or a rail card, you might want to double check and see if it was on auto pay. If your pet has died, then maybe ask someone to help you out by putting them with their bedding, donating their food to charity, that kind of stuff. I mean, I did this all on myself since I am so type A and have a very particular way of doing stuff. Keep track of all your notes and conversations with banks, companies, etc. Write down the date, time, and who you spoke to. Trust me on this one. You're going through a lot. And it may get hard to remember every little thing. There's so much more, and there's a ton of websites with all kinds of helpful tips. But remember, it's okay to ask for help. If you are the one offering to help, and they say no, or not now... Just be patient and check back later. But for goodness sake, respect their boundaries. Thanks, y'all. And remember, season two will air September 1st. Episodes drop every first and third Thursdays. If you've missed any of season one, check us out at griefandfrozenlasagnas.com. There's all kinds of stuff on our website. If you're thinking, wow, I want to be a guest on the show, well, let's talk about it. Just send me an email griefandfrozenlasagnas at gmail.com Grief and Frozen Lasagnas is written, performed, and produced by me, Veronica Day. Find us on your favorite podcatcher. Take care, be kind, and I'll see you soon.